0: It is time for the fan focus. All righty, waiting us off. It's going to be Nick and Dustin. The two of them discussed earlier today the idea that Miles Garrett won the defensive player of the year award voted on by the PFWA, but whether or not Miles could have done even better.
1: I don't know if the Browns have been intentionally coy about Miles' shoulder because um, because they don't want it to overtake. the the natural conversation of Miles being the rightful defensive player of the year uh, in in their minds, or whether there's something with Miles, whether that really was an issue, and it's just kind of a sensitive talking point. I mean, I would think if if the injury was a huge factor in Miles' performance down the stretch, I would imagine if you came out and said, the guy played one-armed for the last five weeks of the season, and he still was getting pressures even though the sacks weren't there. I would imagine that would actually go a long way with people who vote
0: on these kind of awards. Are you surprised that, that they have not done that?
1: Yes. Yeah. Like, like, honestly, kind of astonished. And I don't know if it's. Because he definitely was playing with one arm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there were. It's tough because, like, because he played every damn game down the stretch. There are some games where I don't know how much it really impacted him.
0: Yeah, I thought he was great. I'm sorry. I hate to put it that way. I mean, yeah, he didn't have a lot of sack numbers, but I don't care as much about sack numbers as I do how he looked in a lot of the games. And I'll say this. I agree with the sentiment that in that Rams game against a left tackle, that was one of the worst in the league. He should have had him and should have beat him up. Uh, But I thought after that, I thought he was then healthy and I thought he was fine. And even in the Rams game, it's not like he graded out poorly or anything. It's just a game that normally he would have feasted. Would have absolutely feasted. Bad, bad offensive line, and that left tackle was the worst part of the offensive line for the Rams this year. And he should have been able to have himself a day, where in the past he would have. There were moments like that, but it didn't mean... He didn't trip over the garden hose. He was still really good, all things considered. So I... I'm not going to sit here and hate on Miles Garrett in any sort of aspect. I, I, I find it a little frustrating sometimes. I'm not suggesting Nick and Dustin did this. They had to talk about it for an hour today. You're going to go through a lot of different things. It's more the conversation around the idea that, like, Miles can't do anything to please people at this point. The man wins the Defensive Player of the Year award, and people just want to focus in on his last two months not being the greatest? All right, fine. Damned if you do, damned if you don't. It just it feels like the man can never buy a win. For all the off-season reasons that people don't like Miles, I understand it. Off-season, I meant off-field, I'm sorry. All the off-field reasons, you didn't like how the Mason Rudolph thing went down maybe. I don't know, maybe you didn't like him flipping his car. There's all sorts of things, I guess. On the field, you can't complain with what he's been able to do. He's been unreal and remains as talented as you're going to find in the NFL. And I'm happy he's finally getting his due. Alrighty, next up, Ken and Anthony on if the Ravens or someone in Baltimore would give Taylor Swift a suite in Baltimore for this weekend if she wanted one.
2: The fans are going to want to see Taylor Swift. The people on TV are going to want to see Taylor Swift. Yeah. And they're going to see how she reacts to that sort of thing. And they want to see that. And also, it's it is the biggest pop star in the world, and it kind of adds to the ambiance of it. And I have to add this in. They are Clevelanders, and we kind of always want to have a good relationship with the Kelseys here, do we not? I don't think either of them are ever going to play for the Browns. I mean, Jason's probably done. So I think our fans, I
3: think our listeners it's right crazy. now are saying, no chance, no chance. You're just giving up a suite to Taylor Swift. Um, what, but, what do I get out of it? But well, that's that's the other part. I added I added one contingency here. What if Taylor Swift said, if you give me a box, and we get to do that, we get to do exactly what we just did in Buffalo. Uh, I will not forgo Cleveland in my next tour. In fact, I'll give you guys two shuns. It's, it's done. It's done. And then you know Jimmy Haslam... And you just Done. know, you know, like, billionaires can buy their way into almost anything. Go in, but maybe they can't buy their way no. into hanging out with Taylor Swift. If, and they might want their grandchildren to get a one-on-one FaceTime with Taylor Swift. If we're like, they are worse, coughing up that no,
2: box. I'm sorry. I know that there's plenty of great companies here, and I'm not going to mention anyone in particular. But I would go in there, like, with the cane from the Showtime at the Apollo and pull them out of there to bring in Taylor Swift for that type of situation. Because now we're just laughing about it because we're making money on the deal. Uh, you know what? And whoever I pull out of it, I go, hey, I'll get you tickets to the Taylor Swift concert up close.
0: what does that look like what does that what does that look like and i'm what i'm thinking about here is i'm thinking about matthew stafford's wife is what i'm thinking about matthew stafford's wife was on a podcast it's her own podcast she was on a podcast she has one she does one and she was complaining about the fact that the detroit lions wouldn't give her a sweet to watch Matthew play against the Lions in the playoff game. And I thought her reasoning was solid, right? She goes through the list. She's like, Matt was there for 10 years. Matt gave his everything to Detroit. Matt is Detroit football in a lot of people's minds. It's like, well, not anymore. Not when Dan Campbell's winning games, but that's fine. And But where, where she lost people in the discussion was the very end because she brought up the idea that she didn't want her kids to be watching in, in you know, regular seats. And it's like, ooh, Oh, don't, don't say that. Don't, don't be talking about how your kids deserve anything more than anybody else. I'm happy you come from success. I'm happy that you are, uh, very well off to do, but if, please, your kids aren't any more important than anybody else's kids. They'll be fine. I promise you. But, oh no, wasn't done. Wasn't done. I, I paused. It was a pause. That's all that was. Sometimes I pause for a really dramatic effect and, uh, that one wasn't one of those pauses. That one, that one wasn't one of those pauses. False alarm. That's it. That's it. So, But anyway, the point is, is that when it when it comes to who gets a suite, who doesn't get a suite, these things don't come easy. Taylor Swift might be given a suite by the broadcasting companies before anything else because they're going to show her 27 times in the game. She might as well get something good out of it. But if Taylor Swift, and let's say the Browns are playing the Chiefs, Browns had the one seed AFC championship game. It's a much cooler game if Taylor Swift is in attendance. You've got to do everything you can to make sure that she is in that suite if she wants to be in the suite. And when it comes to Taylor Swift, it's not a matter of, oh, she can't just sit in the stands like Matthew Stafford's wife. Taylor legitimately can't. Like, there's that video of Jason Kelsey going out of the suite into the stands and, like, taking photos with people and all that. And and he lifts up the little girl and shows Taylor the sign. And most people are probably thinking to themselves, well, why doesn't Taylor come out of the suite and, like, hug the little girl and say, like, I'm so happy that you're a fan. This is awesome. Because she is bigger than the Pope and the president combined. She can't do normal people things. She's like how LeBron complains about not being able to go to Target. It's the same thing. She can't be in normal people's settings. If Taylor Swift was in the stands, people would lose their mind. They'd lose their mind. They wouldn't worry about the game. It would just be a nonstop line to how do we get to Taylor Swift? So you can't have her in there. She, it's either she's in a suite or she's not at the game. That's why she has to like shuffle her way through popcorn carts in order to find her way, uh, from, you know, one entrance to the suite to begin with. Like it's insane, but that's her life. So you got to find a way, and I'm sure they will find a way. Uh, For my own, if I had a suite and uh, Taylor called me up and said, Hey, I know you're a massive, massive Ravens fan. I know this matters a ton to you, but I need this suite. What is the offer that you're willing to give up? I would say you obviously pay the price of the suite for that weekend. And then I would want backstage passes... To the next time she was in a show in the area that I'm in, and uh, a little meet and greet. I think that's a, that's more than enough trade right there. I think it's very good. And then obviously it would come with like front row seats too. I mean that's that that's not even, come on. But I think it's a I think it's a very very equal trade in that regard. Now I'm done. Thank you. Thank you. I got long winded on that one. I was and, and because you blew the whistle early, I was going to talk for like 12 more minutes. I'm like, let's just keep this thing going. All right, Baskin and Phelps on, on uh, Callahan and the latest situation with the offensive line.
1: You know, it goes back to: is that a good thing for Brian Callahan to bring Dad in, or would it be a distraction to bring Dad in? Do you not want Dad to work for you, which is basically what an assistant coach does? If you were a special advisor, you know, if you had one of those roles, Andy, it might be a different thing. But if you're uh, like, if you're named an associate head coach. Is that going to bring up the questions, well, are you coaching the team or is, you know, I, I just. Depends. Depends how much you put yourself in the spotlight. Depends how much people are talking about you. That's where that comes into play. Where they're like, oh, you know, Brian's dad really just, he designed that play and it worked out great. Where He's going to get credit where he might be, deserve the credit. Um, that's when you start getting questioning. Uh,
0: who's running the team here? I don't know. All right, we're gonna talk about this a little bit more coming up next segment because I, I there's a, I'm flip flopping, okay? I'm gonna flip flop on this one. I feel good about the flip flop. I have a new outcome in the Bill Callahan sweepstakes, and you want to listen to it. We'll do that about 9:28 or so. I like to give you a really exact number there. I think that the really exact number kind of works good. All right, Ken and Anthony, on Ken missing. Lima threw a diaper party over the weekend. Ken didn't show up to it. Here we go. I don't think people fully appreciate or recognize
3: that Cleveland can be very spread out from one corner to the other. And, you know, you you think about these cities, you're like, oh, a commute should never be that long. But, you know, it can be.
2: It absolutely can be. Kayla, you live in North Royalton? Parma. Oh, you live in Parma. Which is huge. Okay. Just to, like... You know, add to your guys' conversation, one end of, cor- of the corner where I'm at, if I go diagonally to the other corner, it's like 20, 25 minutes <laughs> well, of just Parma. Parma. Well, you're like yeah. split right in the middle of things. Like, Parma is like south, right? Yeah. You're like split right in the middle of things. So, is there like, hey, I'll, I'll go, like, if you have a friend who lives in Ridgeville, it's like, I might go there, but I ain't going all the way to Larry. Like, is it worked like that for you? Since you're in I don't the know. Middle? I don't know if you want me to weigh in on this because I'll, I'll go very out of my way. Four people I care about. So you're trying to make me feel yeah, bad about No. Was, that no, almost seems like no, that seems turning. You no. told me I do. I don't want you to tell your opinion on this because you are going to make me feel bad. That's why you said that. Did you give him anything afterwards? No, I didn't give him anything afterwards. He, he sprung this on me four days ahead of time. Yeah, and really, it was just. I mean, to be fair, it was really an excuse to see my friends.
0: It was a nice out that Lima gave Ken at the end there. Uh, so let me tell you something. This is one of the few differences I have in and I've noticed in not being from here, okay? You guys know I grew up in Chicago, and I honestly I think this is a feature, not a bug for Cleveland, okay? I need to to really make that abundantly clear. One, there's not many differences in my life or what I've noticed in living from one place. ...to the other, okay? I'm being 100% as truthful as truthful gets here. You guys know I love the hell out of this city, and I really don't believe there's that much of a difference. But there is a difference when it comes to the amount of time you spend in a car. There's a massive amount of difference. My wife, if it's over 15 minutes, she's like, ah, too far. Ah, it's 15 minutes. I don't know that you guys are 100% aware of how much time you spend in a car if you're in Chicago... But I would spend hours with an S at a time in a car if you hit traffic on a certain uh, certain moment in the day. And it's not like I hit traffic because there was a big car accident. It's just traffic. Everything is 45 minutes. Everything is a million miles away. It takes you. And I, I remember one time because I worked downtown, and my summer job was going downtown. And uh, I would I would there would be certain times I would hit the expressway after two o'clock. It'd be 2.30 in the afternoon. It'd be a two-hour car ride home. I didn't live that far away, guys. It'd be a two-hour car ride home. Like, that's just... So, I'm used to going far distances. My wife complains if it's 15 minutes. Part of the reason why there's such an east side versus west side discrepancy is because so many Clevelanders don't want to drive the 15, 20 minutes to go ahead and go from one side to the other, which I, I continue to laugh at. I think it's hysterical. But... There's no defense here when it comes to missing this party. I'm sorry. You can't tell me 45 minutes is too far. I think this is the Chicago in me in this discussion, though. Anything else? And, and, you know, I think think if I were to ask my wife this same question, she would side with Ken on this discussion. She would say, Ken is right. 45 minutes is too far. No one needs to drive 45 minutes for anything. 45 minutes might as well be Milwaukee. But I just, I think 45 minutes isn't a big deal. But I know it that's one of the that's one of the very few differences. All right, last up here, Nick and Dustin with Keith on dynasties in the NFL. How like, many teams have won two Super Bowls? A lot of teams. in fact no, no, if you look no, no. Two through in it, I, without
1: the even a small window of time. How many teams have won two Without even doing the math, probably the majority of teams that have won a championship in the last 30 have won two within a 5-year period. I think that's a straw man. Nope. I'm I'm going to need you to do the research on that. I'm saying I, n- probably not more than have not, but I I'm sure there's probably a handful, probably 5 or 6 of them have won Two titles in the last 25 years. I think that's pulling a number out your nope. ass. I'll, I'll go through and do the math. i, Nick. I that, need to do the math. I there. can't just count two I, titles know, I, as I think, a dynasty. I think a one. lot of teams have won With, two titles. I, they I, have. It, yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Did tell Eli me, Manning win tell, two titles? Are you calling the Giants a dynasty? Um, no, because okay. they did, well, yes, no, but they didn't point. have the intermediate success of going to NFC title games every single year to bridge those two titles. He still has two titles. Yeah, but again, you're being incredibly reductive. It's just the titles to you. Yeah, because I don't care about else. getting third and fourth place. Yeah, like, the titles know, are what God. matters. You realize how hard it is to be fourth in the NFL? Like, you just yeah, this away. Yeah, you know away. how hard it is to you actually win away. the championship? Oh, that's why just, I'm not just awarding oh, it twice oh, congrats, as opposed to teams that win it congrats, three or four you times. went to the Super Bowl. Oh, you went to the Super Bowl. C- congrats on being second. Like, no, I'm not saying it's that. really damn You're, hard. you're counting just uh, AFC title game appearances that they lose. You mean in the more difficult conference to be one of the two remaining teams of that conference. That's not an accomplishment of some sort that absolutely is part of it. See, what your problem is, you grew up in the era where the only thing that matters is just overall titles because everybody grew up with spoiled by the Chicago Bulls. Guys, the rings conversation in and of itself. If all you do is, well, six wings is more than five wings and five wings is more than four wings. If that's your only analysis, quite frankly, stop analyzing.
0: I just love the ending. I love the, the whole battle was great, though. Odyssey Rewind, 3.30-ish around there. All right, I'll answer that question. We come on back. Are the Chiefs a dynasty? I'm not going to spend all day on it, though, because I got the Chiefs being a dynasty. And also, I changed my mind. I got the right to do so. But I think you're going to love what I have to say. It's Overtime with Jonathan one here with you on The Fan.